Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Japanaholic Podcast, the one-man podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by one certified Japanaholic. I am your host, Taylor Fry, and today uh, is the month of September, which means two things. One, a brand new month in this terrible year, 2020, which thankfully means that we are just a few more months away from it being over in 2021 is uh around the corner hopefully a better year hopefully a better year a lot calmer of a year and a lot more normal of a year um hopefully but knowing us it'll probably be 2020 the sequel directed by michael bay um but the second thing is that i am not going to do double uploads for the podcast this month um there will be some other months where i may do this exact same thing like uh, like i did back in august where i would publish episodes back or uh, <laughs> excuse me post episodes on wednesdays and saturdays however this month and possibly october don't know yet uh it's just going to be every wednesdays at 10 30 in the morning eastern time eastern daylight savings time or whatever I hate daylight savings. I think everybody hates. I think everybody in America hates daylight savings times. Why in the world does they? Why? Why does it exist? Why does it exist? Everywhere else in the world sticks to one time, but here in America, everybody moves forward at a certain time. Uh, moves forward an hour at a certain time of the year, and then moves back at a uh, like. I don't get it. I don't get it. Can we just stick to one? Can we just stick to one freaking time? But, <laughs> uh, because. But because it is a brand new month, uh, I didn't really talk much last month about news that was coming out of the anime scene. I was mostly just giving off like recommendations or just like, just, just talk, just rambling. Okay. Um, on the, uh, episodes where I was talking about anime and stuff like that. However, I didn't discuss much about news. And let me tell you, August had... And I'm telling you this, probably it was August was one of the biggest, biggest months this year in terms of news, because there was a lot of like high caliber news that I want to talk about today. Um, and there's a lot, I mean, a lot I could talk about in just like a, just like the entire month of August, but I'm going to try and limit it down to like five main topics that I'll try and talk about here. Um, some of them are possibly not as big as like other articles would say um but i'm trying to also not really talk much about terrible stuff i want to have like a mix like a mixed bag of like big stuff that happened whether that be good or bad or just you know stuff that you know seems interesting to me or just that in general all right uh but you know we're gonna start things off here with possibly the biggest uh the biggest news article that came out uh, in the month of August, which was very, uh, not really early on. It happened in the second half of August. Most of these articles, more, blah, 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 most of these articles I'm going to talk about today are really recent, including two of them that I will get, actually three of them that I'll get into that came out like just a few days ago, actually. Um, as of recording this, it's Tuesday morning, so I do sound tired, but I'm also in a good mood today. Um... So yeah, this one here is actually possibly the oldest article I'm going to be reading uh, out of this month, which is still saying something because this was published back on the 17th. Um, I don't know if many of you follow 
the act age manga or um at least at, <laughs> at least before what happened with the writer um so act age has two work like two main workers on it there was a writer and then the artist of it um but the writer was arrested um or at least yeah the excuse me the writer was arrested it was either on the I think it was the 16th, but, uh, oh, excuse me, not the 16th, August 8th, excuse me. Uh, Matsuki, who is the writer, was arrested on suspicion of committing an indecent act with a female middle school student. Uh, according to police, the girl was walking in the Naga, Nagano Ward of Tokyo on June 18th at uh, 8 o'clock, where the suspect approached the girl from behind while on a bicycle and touched her inappropriately afterwards. Um, first off, let me quickly just say this out right now that I feel horrible for the artist, okay? Because the artist has nothing to do with what Matsuki did in this situation. However, the artist got some, like, flame, like, got some flames on Twitter or something like that because not many people distinguished the writer and the author, or the, the writer and the artist as different people. They put him into water, something like that. I, I saw it on Twitter every once in a while. I saw it on Twitter. Almost, a, like, not everybody, but a good, like, 10% of people who were, like, angry at uh, Act Age Manga, at the Act Age Manga. It was towards the artist and not, and, and, and the writer as well, but they didn't, you know, it's like, I'll say this. They didn't know that there were two different people working on this manga at once. Um, but the Shonen Jump magazine and basically everywhere that this Act Age manga was published basically just said, all right, we got to get this thing out of our, out of our thing. Like we we're, we're going to suspend it and we're going to stop selling this, you know, because this is obviously something terrible that happened. Um, and I do have to say kudos to the middle, the, to the girl to go to like police and stuff like that and have this man arrested and stuff like that it the japanese law enforcement isn't top notch i'll say that much um but for her to go to police and you know analyze security footage uh and you know the police were able to investigate this stuff and all that sort of stuff um yeah it, it was good as well as it according to the article that i'm reading here it it doesn't look like matsuki only did it with one girl but possibly another girl but uh, that's like, I think that was an accusation. I don't know. It's not, it hasn't been updated. The, the article I'm reading, uh, really has been updated. Um, outside of the fact that like the, the, the jump magazine, stuff like that, uh, unserialized, I'll say, um, the acting back manga. Um, so with, we're going to jump shift from unserializing a series. Let's talk about the return of our goddess, Haruhi Suzumiya. It is 2020, and I did not expect in I did not expect to get a brand new Haruhi Suzumiya novel. But Yen Press and you know everybody basically <laughs> everywhere in Japan, um, uh, published a new Haruhi Suzumiya novel. Uh, I think it's called the Intuition of Harumi Zuzumiya, which is the first volume, uh, first volume in the series. 
in nine and a half years, and it comes out in mid to late November. November 25th is what it says. Um, the intuition of Harumi Suzumiya collects three stories, including one brand new story. Uh, <laughs> so, pretty much, we're getting a brand new Harumi Suzumiya series. Uh, I don't know if it's a one-off or not. I don't think so. But if this isn't a one-off, dude, Haruhi Suzumiya is going... This new, this intuition of Haruhi Suzumiya is going to get something adapted real soon. I mean, real soon, at least. But it's been almost 10 years since we've had a something from Haruhi Suzumiya. And now we've got something brand new coming out later down the line. It's not going to be, you know, published, like, early. Or, like, it's not going to be published just yet. Uh, like I said, it's coming out November 25th, but the fact, okay, the fact that the first volume of this new series is coming out on November 25th is incredible because the light novel has more than, was sold like what, 20, 20 million copies, 15 to 20 million if I remember correctly, and, uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen, like, all of uh, all of Haruhi Suzumiya because there's quite a bit to watch. Not as much as, like, other series, obviously, but still quite a quite a lot of stuff to watch from Haruhi Suzumiya. So, there's it, obviously, I'm going to watch it all soon. But I'm just excited to for this new novel, and I hope it sells really well. And I even saw, this is something completely hilarious, but they were promoting this... Uh, this new novel outside of like bookstores or whatever and I just see I saw there's like a there's like a video floating around on Twitter if you look you 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 could probably look this up if you've looked up uh the heart of he used to be a new novel coming out um but I saw booksellers doing the dance I don't remember I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head right now and I I, I apologize but they were doing the dance the ever so famous uh dance from the from the series and I was watching it, and I I was just like, "That's amazing! That's amazing!" Uh, Haruhi Suzumiya is getting a brand new novel in 2020. That's goddamn incredible! All right, but that is not the only thing getting a getting something new, at least in terms of like adaptations or whatever. This news article that came out just a few days ago, like almost a week ago, exactly, uh, as of as of uh, recording this, I was pumped as fuck when this news article came out. Okay, all right. So, and I'm sorry if you hear like any background noises, like my chair or my, me clicking my mouse. Because I'm sitting in a room that's not so soundproof. And my mouse is not really soundproof either. Can't really have a soundproof mouse. But I have to drag a few things. I have to click a few things. I'm sorry if you hear some mouse clicks here and there. Get some mouse clicking ASMR. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I saw this on um, on Reddit. I don't know why I went through I go through Reddit every once in a while. Just to like look at things. I go through a few Reddit pages that I'm on and stuff like that. And just see like oh well. This is happening, this is happening. Oh, here's a meme, here's another meme, and perfectly cut screams here or there. Um, but anyways, I saw this on Reddit, and I just, I, 
I wanted to take it as like, oh, it, this has to be true. This has to be true. Uh, because it's like, I really want this series to get a second season. But I know it's not going to be true. Because rumors are always rumors. And the anime industry is known for having a ton of like rumors that are never true. However, when the demon girl next door announced that it was going to have a second season. I screamed, okay? Because, okay, so I knew that Sentai Filmworks licensed the anime and has now an English dub, which I have yet to watch because not all the episodes have came out yet. Uh, but, uh, what was her name? Natalie Rial voices Momo, which I'm incredibly excited about because she's actually one of my favorite, uh, like, seiyus in the English dub community. So, and... Hearing the, uh, like, the Sentai sent, sent uh, a preview of it. Like, it was like a one and a half minute uh, preview of the English dub. I thought it wasn't terrible, but I also thought it wasn't, like... Obviously, you can't... And I'm telling you this right now. You cannot beat the subbed version of Demon Girl Next Door. It is so difficult to do it in, like, other languages. Especially with how the Japanese language is. It is never going to happen that dub will be better than subbed or like original will be, you know, worse than you get what I'm trying to say. But I actually enjoyed it for what it was, which was a pretty amazing and wholesome English dub, uh, at least for the preview, at least. Um, but when Sentai Filmworks uh, licensed it and uh, streamed it on high dev and got the English dub and stuff like that, okay, um, I think all the episodes are out, but I just did, I haven't checked yet, and I will check after a little while, after recording this, to binge it all, probably, before, uh, we get into this, um, what's it called, what the hell is it called, <laughs> second season, Blah! sorry, alright, so, when that happened, I was like, okay, this, there's a possibility, there's a possibility, usually, English dubs give off a little bit of, like, a, okay, this has a chance of going somewhere, Outside of just a one season advertisement for a manga. There is a chance. Okay. But however domestic.kanajo got an English dub. And nothing's happened ever since then. Other than the manga ended. And that's it in terms of like news for that series. But I won't talk about that. That That's another story for another time. Um, But. When I, I saw this on Reddit because it was like leaked or whatever. Because, I can't remember what it was leaked by, but it was like, it was like oh, the Demon Girl Next Door is going to have a second season. It was leaked at this, you know, Comet Con or whatever. And I don't think it was Comet Con, but it was like something close to it. And I was like, oh, that would be cool. But I don't think it's going to happen. But if that did happen, I would scream. And then like, and then it said, and then it said like, uh, during the leak or the rumor or whatever, it said like, if an announcement happens, it'll happen at, I think, I can't remember when it was announced exactly, but whenever it was announced exactly, that's what the comment said. And I was just like, all right, well, I'll wait for it till then. And then, because I have my anime list followed and I have their notifications on tw uh, Twitter turned on. So that way, if there's any like news coming out, because my anime list is pretty good when it comes to like bringing out news and stuff like that. Not like all news articles, but the main like big anime articles that a lot of people will enjoy. I got the notification from that. I got a notification saying Demon Girl Next Door has been, uh, has now been listed with the second season. And I was just like, oh my God. I flipped out. I was so 
freaking happy, okay? Because I cannot get enough of this series, okay? This series, Eurocamp, uh, what other series? Uh, Yurdy Yurdy, which I've gotten into recently, um, and I'm trying to think of a couple others, but those three off the top of my head. Oh my god, dude. I just, I cannot, like, stress this enough how much I love those three series I just named off. And this one right here is, oh my god. I'm already excited for Eurocamp Season 2, but I know this won't happen because it's too, like, this was too late of an announcement. It'll probably happen, like, spring or summer of 2021. But I would have loved to have this second season aired during the winter season because if this happened during the winter season dude winter 2021 is stacked with animes but i would like to see this one also on there at the same time so yeah there's that and as well as at the bottom of the article it says that seven seas entertainment has licensed the manga and will release the first volume in january 2021 which i will buy i yes okay that means uh, for those that do not know that means that that the Demon Girl Next Door will get, have its manga uh, serialized and like sold in like bookstores that sell mangas in the United States or Canada. Pretty much any, almost everywhere, but not everywhere is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think that's, that's like the article that I have the most to talk about because it is a series that I'm super hyped about getting a second season. And I know there was, like, a ton of other series that got, like, announcements for, like, new seasons or a series and stuff like that. But I limited to just this one for today because of the fact that this one, I feel like the series is super underrated. And it needs another season to show, like, okay, this series is actually a really good series. Not just, like, a, you know, this, like, not a throwaway show or whatever, so... I enjoy the hell out of the series. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of second, the second season. I've been reading the manga as well. A little bit. Uh, I don't, I'm not like too far ahead. But like oh I'm so freaking excited. You have no idea. So now. We've come to a part of the news articles. Where. I have to talk about Hololive. Um, this won't be the only time I'll talk about virtual YouTubers. In fact, I'll probably do an entire episode about virtual YouTubers in a separate podcast episode because of the fact that virtual YouTubers in the past year and a half have, like, taken over YouTube. Like, to the point where it's, like, it's going to become a bigger thing to watch virtual YouTubers than it is actual people. Um, I don't know what it is with virtual YouTubers, but as soon as you get sucked in to watching a virtual YouTuber... You're sucked into watching the entire virtual YouTuber lineup, okay? And I'm not talking about just Hololive, but I'm talking about some of the other, like, uh, virtual YouTuber groups or, or, like, VTuber groups or virtual streamer groups because it's not just in, like, YouTube, but it's also a big thing on, like, Twitch or whatever that a lot of people are using, like, virtual characters and stuff like that. Myself included, I have used a character every once in a while whenever I stream on Twitch, um, and I used it ever, I think I used it like once during my YouTube when I was like, you know, when I was celebrating a thousand subscribers, I used him instead of my face because I was sick at the time and I looked terrible. <laughs> I looked absolutely garbage when celebrating a thousand subscribers. Um, so I had to use that character, 
But um, this news article is not so positive. Um, so Hololive was coming with their coming out with their fifth generation talent. Um, so you know more virtual YouTubers to simp over or virtual YouTubers to uh watch every once in a while. Um, but unfortunately, one of them uh retired two weeks after debut. And that one was uh, Mano Aloy. I think I, I think I said it right. But like like I said before, never assume I get these names right the first time I say them. Um, while doing a test stream on her channel, I think it was either on her YouTube channel or on Hololive. I can't remember itself. But she accidentally leaked her uh, live 2D model. And Hololive was... Not so happy about that. Um, but also in the video, Aloe also addressed an incident where a man alleged by some viewers to be her boyfriend was harassed online. Uh, she stated that she cut ties with this person before her debut and asked viewers to refrain from messaging him. Obviously, that didn't work. Uh, she also stated that her home has been receiving phone calls from strangers online and asked viewers to refrain from doing this as well. So, because of how popular Hololive has been, this virtual YouTuber kept getting, like, harassed outside of the stream and, you know, couldn't even keep her privacy necessarily to herself because, you know, her home has been... Her home phone... Home phone, excuse me... Keeps getting like phone calls and messages and random things from people online. And um, she was originally suspended for two weeks. She said that she was going to leave for two weeks and come back. Um, but after after a little while, they just decided she just well, Hololive didn't decide that she decided this herself, that she decided to just retire. Not really, you know. This was back in August, uh, this was back, um, August, what was it, August 17th, I think? This all started back in, like, the, the 15th or the 16th of August, um, uh, but, uh, her retiring, um, her retiring came out in, like, just a few days ago, actually, so it hasn't been that long since she announced that she was retiring, but this, uh, this whole shadeel started back in, like, mid-August. So, I mean, I, like I said before, I'm not going to really talk much about, like, v, like virtual YouTubers and, like, go much in-depth about them because, like I said, I want to save that for an episode itself. However, reading this article makes me feel horrible for, like, not just Mono, but also, like, everybody else who does, like, virtual YouTuber, virtual YouTubing and stuff like that. And it's just this... To be a part of Hololive, it takes a lot of commitments and stuff like that. And I also, I like feel bad sometimes because a lot of people who work, who usually work at Hololive, like when they start off, they don't know what they're getting, their, they're getting themselves into. And Mono was unfortunately one of them that was like, I didn't know what was getting, you didn't know what, we, what she was getting into. She didn't know what she was getting into. And, um, yeah, she got you know, harassed in some ways and she got a little stressed out and she just decided 
it's not she was not physically or mentally prepared to continue with the the streaming and just decided to retire and i appreciate it. i mean it's not an easy thing to stream all the time or make videos all the time on youtube it's not easy but you know it it sucks um and i'm excited to see what the fifth generation holds for hololive but it hasn't been off to a good start it looks like um but like I said before, I won't talk too much about virtual YouTubers because I'll save that in another episode. Um, and I don't necessarily want... Uh, I don't necessarily want people to think I <laughs> I don't like virtual YouTubers. I love virtual YouTubers. I love watching them. And it's, it, 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 it feels weird watching them a lot. But it also feels weird how much YouTube recommends you virtual youtuber and stuff you watch one virtual youtuber video and the next thing you know you click the back button or go to your recommendeds again it's just flooded with new uh new clips or whatever or streams you're like gotta click gotta click this one gotta save this one for later and oh god it's just it grows it's like it, it it's weird how youtube how youtube's algorithm works for virtual youtubers but yeah um but I'm going to move on to the final article for this week, which is may actually be like in terms of like how um, how big everything is. If we're raking on like how big um, the articles could be, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of an intro to this. Uh, like I said, it's in the morning, so I'm kind of tired still. But I talked about. Uh, mangas being deserialized and a new manga or a new novel series coming out with Haruhi Suzumiya. Um, but this one is actually going to, I, it's a petition, but it could change how, um, sexual violence could be shown in the weekly Shonen Jump magazines. Um, there's been an online petition uh, it started by, like, a group of people, it was, like, a group of people, and it already has, like, more than 4,000 signatures, um, you know, it also expanded over that in, like, a week, only a week, so I want to, I don't know exactly how much it is right now, but in the first week, it got, or garnered over 4,000, but this online petition demands for warnings about sexual violence, because, um, I haven't read a, a Shonen Jump magazine myself, but I've seen like pictures and stuff like that of magazines themselves where they don't give off like many warnings at all about like sexual violence or anything really. Um, but this online petition is demanding that the Shonen, the Shonen Jump magazines start putting warnings for sexual violence and a warning for me to shut my phone off during recordings so Twitter doesn't interrupt me when trying to do news episodes. Thanks, Twitter. But, anyways, like I said before. Uh, it's a long article here that I'll try not to really talk about too much about. Um, basically, if you want to find any articles about like anime and stuff like that, anime's, AnimeNewsNetwork.com really helps out with... Uh, finding news and stuff like that. So if you find the article on AnimeNewsNetwork.com, you'll be um, you'll be able to like read more into this and stuff like that. Um, but basically, summed up 
in a few sentences. It's, you know, they, these people want content warnings for sexual violence and, um, you know, personal opinion, um, well, I can't really say much about the weekly show to Joe magazine because of course I haven't read. I don't, I can't read it here because it's not available in America. However, I do see the reason why people want to have warnings for this kind of stuff. Because some people may find this stuff to be uh, not the greatest thing in the world to read if there's sexual violence in it. And a content warning would easily tell them, well, yeah, let's let's skip this one or something like that. There is a quote in the middle of the article that has um, this person called Sekiguchi um sharing his story as a weekly show to jump uh reader um back in his like early elementary and middle school days and you know he just he basically just shared off like what he was what he was going through as uh, like a young reader there's a quote down here in the middle that says personally speaking i feel uncomfortable when i look at jump these days and how it gleefully sells women's bodies as if they were livestock perhaps perhaps out of a belief that they won't be criticized if it's between girls. There are more mangas these days which show girls sexually harassing other girls. I want Jump's editors to realize that regardless of who is doing it, sexual acts performed without the consent of both parties is sexual violence that hurts people. Um, and I do agree with what he does say in this quote. Because in this quote right here, he basically says, summed up, that... Mangas nowadays, I mean a ton of mangas nowadays that have like etchy, it's just like etchy in the tag, will have sexual violence in it. Whether it's like comedic or not, it's still sexual violence. Where one person will, you know, it's kind of like sexual violence and harassment at the same time. So you, you get what I'm trying to say. You'll have like a, even if it's like a girl on girl, you'll have like, you know, the girl squishing the other girl's boobs or whatever. It's like, if they don't give consent, it's harassment or violence depending on the level of how you take it okay um and he early in the uh article he uh he i mean by sekiguchi talks about how he read the manga to love to love do however you want to say um he met somebody who didn't uh who didn't read the series and he understood why, you know, if anybody has seen that series, you'll understand where this is going, okay? A lot of sexual seeds, a lot of, you know, seeds that are harassment or violence in two ways in one, but you get what I'm trying to say. So, there's a petition going around to give off these sexual violent, uh warnings so that way if people are comfortable with these uh with the you know the, the images being shown or drawn they can skip it and i know everybody will defend this by saying like oh it's just drugs but there is a lot of people and i'm like okay i will admit i'm that i'm one of those you know i'm one of the the kind of people person excuse me the kind of person who says like yeah it is a drawing however not a lot of people will distinguish reality with fiction. 
uh, because reasons, okay? Um, and a lot of people, <laughs> and this is, uh, this is a little tough to talk about. This, this subject is not the easiest to talk about all by yourself, but sexual violence, sexual harassment, it's very common in etchy mangas and basically any show in general, but a lot of people, I mean like the majority of people who watch or read, uh, animes or mangas will distinguish fiction and reality. But the key word in that sentence was most. Um, and some people will say like, oh, I could do this to a girl and she will enjoy it because this girl in this fictional show or manga or doujinshi or anything, you know, was fine with this happening to her. Yeah. And even, like, I, like the first article said, it, it even happens to manga writers. Go up to middle school girls and touch them inappropriately. Which, by the way, the writer was like 30-something, if I remember correctly. But I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, I, I, think, I think if this petition works out well and it gets a good amount of signatures, you know, I believe the jump, the jump editors or whatever will look into this. At least that's what I hope. But... You know, as somebody, like like I said, I can't really, I can't speak much about this because of, of the fact that the Shonen Jump magazine's not here in America, but for, you know, it's, having sexual violence and sexual harassment being published to, like, the world and stuff like that, uh, but not just in the world, but, like, in a magazine, to me, just sounds uncomfortable. Okay, and I mean, yeah, I'll read it, you know, if it's a series I love, but like trying to read it in a magazine where it, I, I'm sorry, but I, I kind of want to have like a nice little warning that just said like, even if it's just a warning that says warning, some pictures in this series may include sexual harassment, sexual violence, blah, 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 blah. But mainly those two that I just said you know, viewer or reader's discretion as advice or something like that or something along the lines of that. If it even had just that at like the bottom or like the top of the page, I wouldn't be too I wouldn't be bad I wouldn't feel like, well that was useless. That I wouldn't feel that. I'd be like, okay, I understand this. Alright. So when does the next series start in case I don't want to read that page? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Okay, good. But I think that's where I'm going to end it with this podcast episode. I think I'll do this for the end of September, depending on uh, how the anime news turns out in September. We'll get a lot more news coming out this month. I can guarantee you that. But um, at the, I think that's what I'll do. At the first Wednesday of every month, remind me, remind me, future me. Somebody remind me over on my Twitter page, at the Japanholic one. If not, I will forget. But I think I may do something like this. Um at the beginning of every month where I will talk about like the biggest news that comes out of the anime industry in, um, in the month, in the past month. Um, at least in like, at least a few articles here and there. Um, I do really want to talk about a couple Japan news articles though, but I don't, I, I don't really want to go more than 40 minutes. Um, so, you know, I'll probably discuss something about that, uh, later. But there are some news that I want to talk about uh, for Japan, um, including the ever so famous, um, ever so big news 
of the month is that the Prime Minister of Japan stepped down after a record-setting um, journey, I want to say, or uh, run. Record-setting run. Over 2,800 days, if I remember correctly. Maybe a little over, maybe a little under. Can't remember exactly, but it's relatively close to that bubble. But you get what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'll probably talk more about that in a uh, in a future podcast episode once I, you know, start getting more and more um, closer to going on my trip to Japan because right now, right now I'm mainly focusing on anime stuff because of the fact that I don't really, I, I really want to wait till I go on my trip to Japan to start talking more about Japan, but that's me. That's just me. I'll probably start talking about Japan more and more as the year goes on. But anyways, I'll end it here for this week's episode of the Japan Alec Podcast. If you'd like to contact me with stories, questions, or comments, uh, please leave them over at the Japanholic PC at gmail.com without the uh so JapanholicPC at gmail.com. That's the email where you can send in anything you want to send me, and I'll probably read it out on a podcast unless you tell me otherwise. Um thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Japanholic Podcast. Wherever you may be in the wide world, I will be back next Wednesday to do it all over again. But for now, guys, take care. My name's Taylor Lee, certified Japanaholic. I am out. Have a good night, everybody.